Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. That's us, and this is a bonus edition of the Burns and Gambo Show here on the flagship home of the Phoenix Suns, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We'll turn things over to Suns pregame coverage here in about 12 minutes or so as they get ready to take on the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight, 7 o'clock-ish tip time here with the Hall of Famer, Al McCoy, Tim Kempton on the call, and of course joining us right now from down there at Footprint Center, who's uh, always nice enough to join us on these game days. I hope he doesn't always feel like he has to, because he doesn't have to. But it's always a pleasure to have John Bloom on the show. I, I hope you can always tell us no, Bloomer. If you got something better to do, you just say, I can't come on and talk with you guys, okay? I don't know what that would be, though, Burns. You know, I'm going to say this is like what Monty Williams says. It's a get-to, not a got-to for me, <laughs> to get to be on with Dave Burns tonight. And if it happened to be John Gambadoro, I'd do that, too. But you know what? It's just fun talking hoops with you. I have a question, though, Burns. He is a guy who has... Uh, grown up here, you yes. know, in the Valley. Yes. Uh, it is uh, Dia de los Muertos tonight here in the gym, and I am wondering, do you say happy Dia de los Muertos? Happy is that Day some... of the Dead? Yeah, because I... it's a weird kind of, you know, dichotomy there. It's... Day of the Dead, well, it's not it... necessarily happy. It is supposed to be a celebration though, right? I think so. It's going to be a celebration here. I, I mean, mean if, I, if I understand it, you're supposed to be celebrating the dead. You're supposed to be right. celebrating those who aren't. So yes, I, I think okay. it is Happy Day de los well, they have a lot of cool things that you're going to get to see if you're making your way down here tonight, including live mariachi music, which I happen to be a fan of. Anytime you bring the horns out, Burns, you know I'm a fan of that. Then you got, uh, uh, you know, there's going to be entertainment throughout the night, and uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves are in town, and Monty Williams used a phrase again that stood out to me. Uh, he says, you know, it's tough when you look down in the paint and they have two buildings in there, and that's uh, that's kind of what they've got. Yeah, it is. Look, and we've, we've We've been talking about them a lot today, Bloomer. I'm I'm all for in life zigging when everybody else is zagging, right? I, I admire those who zig when everybody else zags. I don't know if I'm a huge fan of what the Minnesota Timberwolves have done. It it really feels so outside the box having those two big guys. It was it was risky when they did it. It's not off to the best start, but I don't think that's the best judge of it. How do you feel about this kind of experiment they have with those two big guys? Because I'm just not sure I love it, to be I, honest well, with you. you. You put it better than I've heard anybody else uh, put it, which is, they, yeah, they zigged when everybody else was zagging or vice versa. And uh, that's what happened because the trend is definitely not to load up on bigs. But uh, I think it's going to be interesting. I happen to feel like they're strong enough everywhere else if guys are healthy and one guy's coming back tonight that they're excited to have a guy that uh, has the nickname Slow-Mo, but he, he's not necessarily all that slow, Kyle Anderson. And they're excited to have him because he's a connector. He's a guy that can help maybe this offense work a little bit better uh, than it has through the first seven games. He's only played, uh, as his coach said, a, a game in 12 seconds or something to that nature. I think he got injured less than a minute into his second game as a member of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, so you've seen him before. He's bounced around the league. You know, San Antonio, Memphis had him for a little while and now, uh, you know, maybe he'll help. But the other thing is just getting into their roles, Bernsey. Like, Carl Anthony Towns now moving positions is a big adjustment for him, for sure, but it's also an adjustment for everybody else around him to know where he's going to be offensively and defensively relative to where he has been through all of his career now that they have the stifle tower in Rudy Gobert. 
And that guy, no matter what you want to say about his offense, to me, I, there's nobody on the planet that changes another team's offensive approach more than Rudy Gobert. No, absolutely not. In fact, Gambo and I have made it a point most of the season to talk about, and I know it's early in the season, the Suns, apparently there is a renewed emphasis on getting to the rim, attacking the rim. I have to imagine that's de-emphasized a little bit tonight when you've got a guy like Rudy out there. Yeah, I would agree, and, and especially when you don't have DeAndre Ayton, right? Because if you're going to try to attack it, you'd go with your biggest weapon. That's DA. He's not there. You're going to have uh, Bismack and Jock again uh, doing their best, and then maybe you're going to go small. Uh, perhaps we see Dario Sharch, although I, I can't say that with any confidence because you just don't know uh, whether or not he's going to f- find his way into the rotation tonight. But uh, if he was ever going to, maybe tonight would be a night because you're, you're not talking about the most mobile of big men there with Rudy Gobert, uh, and that seems to be maybe what is giving Jock and, and Biz the nod over Dario so far when it comes to the big man minutes. Yeah, I, I would have thought he would have gotten some minutes by now just to start to acclimate him into the season. I find it very, very odd that he hasn't. Since we're talking about that Suns bench, I I, I want to have a conversation for a couple of minutes about, I, I know it's easy to talk about Jock Landale. He's been terrific, high energy, a lot of fun to watch. Man, a tip of the cap early season to Cameron pain and the season that he's had so far. I, I I did not expect him to be this grounded, this steadying coming off of the bench. I was a little worried about the backup point guard position. He has been, I don't know if pleasant surprise is the right phrasing, but certainly I had lower expectations going into the season and he has more than met them and exceeded them so far. Yeah, I'm with you uh, Burns, although I did have higher expectations because I didn't forget what he meant to this team in their run to the finals and I felt like he's still there I mean, it's not like a guy you could say is over the hill or anything like that, still in his mid to late 20s now uh, campaign. But, yeah, last season, definitely not his finest moment. Uh, And, uh, yeah, he just turned 28 in August. I was just double-checking because I I was pretty sure of my math. Uh, I think he's right in in the prime of his career. So my expectation is campaign's best moments may still be ahead of him on the basketball court. And that is very enticing from a standpoint of what the Suns are looking to get out of him. Because I I think it's manageable. I think it's realistic. All the things that they're asking out of him. And that's great when you can have a role that you can settle into. So maybe last year, uh, you know, it wasn't that way for one reason or another. But it seems like so far, and again, small sample size through six games of the regular season, uh, campaign is reverting back to that form from 2021. And that is uh, super exciting. As you said, maybe it's it's uh, surprising for some. It's not surprising for me, but it is definitely encouraging. Yeah, and it was never, it was never an age thing, obviously, with – for me with him, it was just more of a there was a recklessness last year that he played with. Everything just seemed a little out of control for him and it seems like he's dialed that back a little bit this year without losing kind of the trademark Cameron Payne stuff, you know, that makes him so unique and so good but just just kind of little, a little less is more out of Cameron Payne this year and that's kind of what I've seen out of him and I've, I've been happy to see that so far. What are you uh, hearing, thinking about DeAndre Eaton and when he might be able to make his way back. I understand he was out there working out a little bit before the game, right? Yeah, and, and when I've seen him, he, he does not look noticeably injured, so that gives me hope that uh, it may just be the week that they talked about, reevaluating him. Let's see, that would be Friday. Remember, they've got back-to-back against the Blazers, Friday night and Saturday night, both here in Phoenix, a rare home back-to-back uh, set, and uh, so I, I am curious to see whether or not we'll see DeAndre in either of those two games. The Blazers have been playing good basketball. They're 
they're without Damian Lillard now with a, I think it's a calf injury if I'm not mistaken with yep. Damian so uh, yeah I think uh, let's see if he doesn't make it back for Portland then I would guess he'd be ready to face Joel Embiid in the Philadelphia 76ers when they start a four game road trip next uh, Tuesday night or next Monday night yeah next Monday night you'll be there right you'll, absolutely well, you'll be forward to it. the city of brotherly love which is just they got some things going on there don't they yeah they got a 4 nothing lead in the World Series right now in game Uh-oh. 3 of the World Series now, that's all good for Philadelphia they got a football team that's 7-0 and basketball <laughs> team that's underperforming a little bit so far but I would imagine right now if you're a Philadelphia sports fan hey don't sleep on soccer Bernsey their MLS teams in the final <laughs> the Union I think the Philadelphia <laughs> Union see, you know I got see, you know what see here's the thing you. here's the thing I, I'm a sports talk show host for a living I had no idea I, I, you know, I didn't to come on my own show and embarrass me like that Bloomer I didn't know that listen I'm just proud that you actually watched Ted Lasso alright I know you guys don't talk the great game of football with a U but uh, I'm proud that you watched Ted Lasso football is life I love that show I miss that show I, I can't wait I want it back so bad I can't wait is this the last season of it this is the final season isn't it uh, you're breaking my heart if that's true I think this is the last season there which uh, is don't just tell my kids I won't yeah. I won't yeah. alright Bloomer good stuff as always we appreciate the time we never get tired of you coming on for a few minutes thank you sir we appreciate it alright Bernsey always a pleasure my man you got it that's John Bloom down there courtside at the Arena Footprint Center